Hello and welcome to this episode of What the Fuck Did She Just Say? Um, I am actually really excited for a long-time friend to join me. This is about the fourth attempt of us recording this podcast. <laughs> yep. But so far, so good. So we're going to get through it today. But I would like to welcome Renee um, to today's episode. How are you going, babe? I'm good. I'm good. Fingers crossed that we get through it. I think the world's yeah. been against us in the last couple of tries that we've had, but here we are. <laughs> Fingers crossed and we'll see how we go. It will work. <laughs> it will. It will. We'll put it out there. It's going to work. That's it. Um, so I've actually known Renee um, since uh, we were three years old. Um, that is going back a wee bit. Um, for the both of us, we don't need to mention any further how old we, we don't are. need to mention that we're old, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Yeah, yeah, but that's all right. We can't, you know, facts, right? Yeah. Um, but Renee and I, yeah, we um, crossed paths back then. Um, we were little, you know, dancers and stuff. We went to the same dance school. Um, and then we sort of crossed paths again at then different dancer Stedfords. And then we reconnected again in high school. Um, mm. yeah. And then as you do, you move into adult life, shit happens, you get married, you get divorced, you know, you get married, you have kids, people die, fucking. Life, <laughs> yep. Life. Yep. And um, then here we are. I know. And we've reconnected again. Um, and Renee has a pretty epic story and um, has had, um, some fun adventures. She's lived in a van for a while, which I just think is the coolest fucking thing ever. And I think it's everybody's dream, really. Mm. Um, but the reason Renee's here to chat to me today is we're just going to talk a little bit about mum life and <sighs> the reality of it. Yes. Bless their little cotton socks. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> oh, man. I had Frankie's birthday yesterday and. Um, was amazing and I think I bragged about it and was like how good drop off was and how good he was and all this kind of stuff and then this morning karma was just like fuck you bitch and oh he was no tantruming from like 6 a.m I forgot his fruit snack I really hope to god I packed his fucking lunchbox oh like... no oh no <laughs> mum is freaking hard man like yeah oh. yeah and then the both of us as well, like we throw in entrepreneur life into that mm. too. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, give us a little bit of a rundown who you are, where you're from. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Renee. Hey, uh, you can find me on Insty um, at the perfect um, van plan. I think there's a couple of underscores in between there, but anyway, you'll find me. Yeah, um, I'll share the links in the show notes. Sweet. Um, so basically, I'm Renee. So when people always say, who are you? What do you do? I always just say, I'm Renee. Because mm-hmm. for a while there, I lost who I was um, yeah. once I had Fletcher. So, you know, there's a lot of people that go, oh, I'm Renee. I'm a mom. Or I'm Renee. I'm a business owner or whatever. I'm like, I'm Renee. That's me. I'm Renee. Yeah. But really, if we dig down deeper um, and we want to put some more labels on it, I am. I'm a mum to a beautiful little boy. Um, he's going to be six this year. He's my um, end of financial year tax return baby, um, <laughs> born at the end of June. Um, I'm also a business owner. I um, own and operate my own wedding coordinating, planning and celebrant business. Uh, I also work at the Australian Army um, mm-hmm. as a combo- uh, combat support clerk. 
Um, and I also run really large scale events um, down in Ballina, which is where I'm based at the moment, um, that help support women with postnatal depression, which we'll go get into quite soon, I'm mm-hmm. quite sure. Yeah. So I do a, do a little bit, um, but just basically have taken the last couple of years to really, I guess, find out who, who I am again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's a lot. Like it really is a lot when you do have that, um, you know, you have that human that you've brought into the world, mm. and they don't understand. They don't get schedule. it. <laughs> they don't understand that you need you know, to do a work call, or you know, your <laughs> your belly is now twice the size of what it used to be, and you don't <laughs> feel comfortable in your clothes anymore. I yeah. don't know that you need sleep or food or showering or mm. yeah. time in the toilet on your own. Like. Oh, yes. Oh, man, what I would do to be able to poop by myself. Oh, I oh, know. Gosh. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. it's a fucking – It's it'd be a dream. Like, it's a dream. Mm. Um, I, I only <laughs> dream. <laughs> but, yeah, as um, I was saying before, basically the postnatal. So that's sort of, um, I guess – my story doesn't define Mm -hmm. who I am but it is a big Mm -hmm. part of who I am now and and um my beautiful ugly scary fun journey that I've had um so basically Fletcher was born in 2016 in June and by November I was um on medication diagnosed with Mm -hmm. postnatal depression Mm -hmm. um it hit me like a ton of bricks um, I'm a very positive cast, you know me, very out mm, there, crazy, yeah. big personality. Yeah, guys, Renee's probably actually even louder than me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe in a different way, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it just knocked me. I I went inwards and that's something that I've never done before. I completely wanted to black out everyone and everything, including my son. Um, I didn't want to be here. I wanted to escape. So I had a lot of fantasies about escaping. Some of them were quite morbid, um, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't stop the thought process of this is not it. This is not it. This can't possibly be it. I didn't sign up for this. Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to make note that postnatal depression doesn't discriminate. It can happen to anyone. It can happen to a childcare worker. It can happen to yeah. a psychologist. It can happen mm-hmm. to a lawyer. It can happen to to me. It can happen to anybody. Yeah. So I had what I see and what I saw before I had Fletcher as, quote, unquote, the perfect life. I had mm-hmm. a great husband. I had a great job. I had great friends. I had a great family. Our financial situation was more than great I didn't have to work if I didn't want to Fletcher was the best baby he slept 12 hours a night since he was nine weeks of age um I tried to breastfeed for the first three months sucked terribly at it I was hopeless um so I ended up expressing full time until he was one but I had a very 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 easy baby let's say and an easy life yeah So to me, I had all these wonderful things in my life, but I was like this big black dot in a sky full of all these beautiful big golden stars. Mm -hmm. And so at that point in time in my life, I had a very warped perception of reality 
because that wasn't my reality. I wasn't a big black dot. I was one of those gold stars. Yeah. But at that time I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. So basically fast forward, so that's the November, I'm already on medication. Um it then I guess cascaded and spiraled out of control. I got uh more sick as the time mm-hmm. went on and I'm not a person that sits back and does nothing. I'm a go-getter. I'm a doer. Um, And so there there were little bits, like little glimpses of the old Renee in there where I was Googling all these like spiritual health retreats and um, like a a depression clinic, which costs like $64,000, mind you. I was like, oh, no thanks. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It it was called like the Banyans or something. And I was like, this is fancy. I'm probably going to see like some celebrity in here. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I was trying. I was really trying. I was doing acupuncture. I was going to a psychologist. I was going to a psychiatrist. I was taking medication. And it just felt like nothing was shifting Mm -hmm. um and then I don't know how much you want me to get into this cast but I ended up trying to take my own life Mm -hmm. yeah um and it wasn't until that I guess happened which was uh two years ago it'll be three years in July this year Mm -hmm. um that I catapulted straight back up and I had what I call as my awakening, which yeah. was so not me before any of this. I was so closed minded. I didn't believe in anything. <laughs> um, I was like, that's stupid. That's yeah. not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've just had the most amazing connections with myself, with other people, to nature. It's just been the best thing that has ever happened to me basically yeah and that's the thing like we've had some like insane conversations about spirituality and connection and you know like we've had these in-depth conversations and stuff like that and yeah that's the reality like it was that turning point for you that that opened that and then and then you start connecting and the people that are you know in that same area they start appearing as well Mm. I think that's when we when we sort of reconnected because we did we were on that path and I totally do get that um, feeling of like it was, you know, a, a great turning point because like for me with the loss of my husband, Glenn, mm. it's the way that I say it is it's actually the best worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yes. Yeah. You know, because it was that that pivotal moment. It was that dramatic, traumatic experience that allowed me to start seeing the world through a completely different Lens. human. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's yeah. not even just like new eyes, as they say, like that my entire being mm. is different because of that experience. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. so that's been just such a phenomenal thing for you. And you've then obviously, yeah, continued to progress along, along that journey. Mm. Um, and um like what did you sort of find obviously spirituality and all of that came forward for you but um what was that turning point for you as well to continue seeking help and searching help like um I I always say that I owe my life to two people um Mm -hmm. maybe three actually I'm going to change that to three awesome I owe my life um, like I have, I'm basically still here due to Scotty, my husband. Yeah. 
Um, I, I'm still here due to my psychologist mm-hmm. um, and also me. That was the third one that I just added in then. Um, yep. Because yep. I've, I've done a lot of work. I haven't finished. I'll never finish. I'll always no. be doing the work. But I think the, the biggest turning point for me was when I was in the psych ward. So I ended up in a psych ward for a month. Mm-hmm. And that was the best holiday I've ever had, <laughs> if I'll be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. I, w- I was in the psych ward for 28 days. Uh, I had my meals prepared for me. I had my washing done. <laughs> um, they gave us like music classes and art classes. I got really good at ping pong. Yeah. Um, it was great. And um, I didn't have Fletcher with me. Yeah. So I look back on that experience now and I'm like, wow, Renee, that was a real tap out moment where you were like, you know what? I'm tapped out for a month. I'm doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Uh, I was involuntary there. So I did basically get put in there and told I couldn't leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was a great holiday. Um, But the turning point was when I found my psychologist inside that psych ward and then I continued to see him privately after Mm -hmm. I was released. Um, And he is not your normal psychologist. He's more holistic. He was based in Mullumbimby. Cool. Um, And very much holistic and, Mm -hmm. you know, has got me meditating and I'm, like, obsessed with with Tantra. Um, Mm -hmm. I do a static dance to, like, move all the, you know, the energy and the static energy and stagnant energy in my body. And I never thought that I'd be doing any of this shit. Um, I talk a lot and I'm so excited to be able to at some point now that COVID's sort of, you know, it's still smouldering. The world's not on fire, but it's smouldering. Yeah, bit, yeah, it's there. Get a bit of air onto it and it's going to blow <laughs> up again. But um, <laughs> go to a Vipassana retreat where I don't talk for, oh my God, you know, yes. two yeah. weeks or however long I'm going to end up going for. I think it's 10 days. Yeah, I, so I want to go as well to just prove everyone that I can do mm. it like, yeah proof to yourself I've, proof to yeah. yourself yeah and I've, talk, I've talked to so many people and they're like fuck off you wouldn't be able to do it I'm like you know what I actually really fucking would and it would be yeah. brilliant <laughs> yeah I've heard like you know and, and what you were saying before Cass is when you when you start to it's like it's like the old saying right if you if three of five of your closest friends are drug dealers you're probably the sixth yeah, um, it's it's sort of what has come into my life since opening up my mind um, and my awareness to what's possible. Mm-hmm. I've just met so many different people. Like I remember my psychologist was like, Renee, you should really look into Tantra. And I was like, what the freaking hell is Tantra? What is it? Yeah. And um, he started like explaining stuff. I'm like, is it like Tetris but for sex? Like I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> And he's like, oh, God, Renee. He's like, go away as you do and read up about it and let me know how you go. Yeah. Anyway, and Cass, we've talked a lot about the old online dating, but here I was yeah, swiping away through Tinder and I just came across this guy and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So there's something here. And I swiped right. We started talking and I ended up he, – he was living in a van and I ended up um, – messaging him one day because I saw that he had a flat tyre in Mullumbimby. On the I was going to say, like, I'm pretty sure I spoke to you like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, on my way, on his way down to um, Newcastle to see his family, I was like, hey, I see that you're in Mullumbimby. There's, there's 
um, three good things in Mullumbimby. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's that? And I'm like, Kiva Day Spa. Yep. My psychologist and possibly you. <laughs> and I'm like, want to meet at Kiva Day Spa at 2 p.m.? And he's like, sure, but you'll have to come pick me up because the van's got a flat tire and I'm waiting for the tire to be um, fixed up. And I'm like, no worries. Yeah. And I had the most amazing mind-blowing vagina orgasming experience (laughs) soul expanding heartwarming experience ever yeah um and he had been practicing tantra for like 14 months or something yeah wow and I was like thank you tantra gods for placing this human right in front of me in the most divine time like Mm -hmm. thank you Mm Yeah. Um, so like you were saying before, you know, when you start to open your mind and your awareness, the people that come into your life in very similar ways, um, so you can have the deep conversations. It's just amazing. And being a mom, it's hard sometimes because especially when your kids are there, you can't go to the depths that you want to go to. Yeah, and exactly. I'm, I'm a deep person. I'm not surface level anymore. I go deep. Yeah. And it's hard being a mum trying to do the whole get, no, get off the equipment. No, stop. Get your finger out of your nose. And then you're like, sorry, what was I saying? <laughs> you know, yes. it's so hard. <laughs> so Don't eat easy. that dog shit. Yeah, like, put, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> put the stick down. Get it out of your bum. Like, no, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> I think if there's any advice for mums out there, if there's any mummers listening, take some bloody time for yourself to connect to humans in an authentic deep real way because it is you know you might turn up and go hey how you going yeah I'm I'm fine yeah I'm good how are you no tell them with the ones that you know that are able to hold you in that moment if you're not doing well tell them and that's what my best friend Stevie and I have created through Mum Hub Collective is beat postnatal depression one coffee at a time. So going out into a coffee shop, having those real, raw, authentic conversations with mums about the shit that's hard, Mm -hmm. about the stuff that really makes you feel like crap, the things that you think are really crazy and you're the only person that's ever thought that way and you feel really bad because you feel like you're, you know, a psychopath and talking to (laughs) another mom and going, hang on, you feel the same. You're thinking the same thoughts. Let's team up and be psychopaths together. No. Um, And the thing is as well is like they say often, you know, it takes a whole village to raise a child and Mm. like it does. So then Mm. who said somewhere or who decided that we had to go and do it on our own. Like, I feel like I've heard that saying of like, it takes a village, Mm. like my entire life. But then all of a sudden there's all these mums out there that are just like, no, I have to do it on my own. No, yeah, no, definitely don't have to do it. Why? You know, I I won't do it on my own. No, no. Like, I just, I can't, you know, like I can't and I won't and I don't need to. And I haven't from the start. Um, you know, and that's the thing for me as well. Like I definitely, um, experienced postnatal depression myself. I was never diagnosed with it, but now when I'm reflecting back on it, there was so much going on for me at that time. Cause I wasn't just dealing with becoming a mum. I no. was grieving or trying to figure out how the fuck to do that. 
And honestly, the grief still um, came in like bloody five years later. Like last year was probably my biggest year of actually really going deep with my grief. Um, but I think that's the reality mm. of it. And I know this conversation is, is happening a lot more than um, it used to, but there's mm. still so many mums out there who aren't asking for help, who aren't reaching out for help. Like, and the reality is... Why is, yeah. why is my mum? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got oh, you, yeah. My mum keeps calling. How annoying. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb <laughs> and because she's in my favourites, it allows it to go through. Bloody mum. <laughs> oh. um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Like, we, we're not meant to do life alone. We are mm-hmm. humans, you know, going back years and thousands of years. You know, there used to be villages and the aunties and the uncle or the aunties would used to look after the kids while the um, mum went out and did something and then the grandmas were there and, you know, your neighbour and all that sort of stuff. Like, let, let's bring yeah. that shit back. Like, I there really was. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. There was, I actually had a client the other day and she's um, mouldy and she was telling me that in their culture there was actually a tradition where the firstborn son was actually given to the grandparents to raise. Oh, that sounds so- great. <laughs> Bring that back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's the thing, like, just, and that's so many areas in life and so many things, like, I'd always just turn and go, who fucking said? Mm. Who fucking said it had to be done that way? Because we're too proud. We're too proud these days because there's, we're meant to, quote, unquote, to fit into a mould. We're meant to fit into the Instagram um, perfect life. We're meant to fit into the perfect mum that's not struggling because there's these people on Instagram and, Cass, you're great on Instagram. You, you share all the shit. Um, <laughs> and that's what that's what Stevie and I did as well. We used to have this segment in there called Real Talk and I'm like, hang on a minute, yeah. guys, let's just talk real for a minute. Yeah, I've had a really horrible day. This and this and this is this has happened. These are the thoughts that I was having. This mm. is normal, guys. Let's normalize this sort of stuff. I don't wake up at um, my my son wakes up at eight. I don't wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and go, oh great, everything's great. Oh, you've got yourself mm. your breakfast and you've put your shoes on. Great. No, <laughs> it's like I can't put my shoe on today because my sock isn't around the right way. I don't know. Or oh, there's fluff on it. Or, I don't so know. Many, you know. Yeah. There's something and and you you see all these pictures on Instagram of like a kid putting on their shoes with a big smile on your face and you're like, you're a liar. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, fuck off, that's not real. (laughs) So I think think that's where a lot of this... this is coming from is I'm I'm too proud I can't be seen to not be my best I can't be seen to be failing because Mm -hmm. no one else quote unquote is failing at the moment it's like well actually bitch we're all failing yeah I I don't call it failing I call it winging it we're all winging it you know no one knows what we're doing we just we're we're failing forward I think I think that's what I like Mm. we're failing forward (laughs) yes yes and you know what like the same shit's gonna come back and bite us in the ass probably on Thursday morning you know yeah yeah it's it's gonna be on repeat and that's the thing like I had a, a friend of mine um a little while ago on the school holidays she's pregnant she's got three kids 
you know, the husband was going on about fucking something. It's been away at work and all this sort of shit. And she just messaged me. She's just like, I'm fucking done. She yep. sent me a photo of her bedroom and there was no floor in her bedroom. It was just oh. full of laundry. Yep. Like, and I just rocked up. I just rocked up and I was just mm. like, hi. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm here to fold your washing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's the so thing. Good. Just being real in those moments. One, it actually is healthier for you and your mindset and your energy because if you actually go hi i'm not okay then that's mm. a universal message to the universe that mm. is like i acknowledge that i'm not okay how mm. can you help me but if you're yeah. telling people and the world energetically that you're doing okay then they're actually going to think that you are doing fucking okay exactly. so you're going to keep getting that same energetic system that mm. is actually not okay yeah um it's just be fucking real it's so much easier yeah yep. and on on that like how you went around to your friend's house cast like that's that's great like i you know i always want to try to be the friend that that rocks up mm-hmm. you know if stevie's like renee i'm struggling i'm like here i am here i yeah. am but the thing with mums is oh, i don't know and, and this is just my own personal uh thought and experience on this Mm-hmm. when you when you're struggling people are like please let me know if there's anything that we can do so after I got out of hospital I probably had three four hundred messages from people mm-hmm. hey Renee we heard what happened please let us know if there's anything that we can do yeah so I struggled still for months and months and months after that I was angry I was angry at Scott that he had worked out my plan. I was angry that I ended up in emergency. I was angry that I ended up in a psych ward. I was angry, you know, I, I was mm-hmm. very angry that my plan yeah. didn't come to fruition. Yeah. So I was still, I was still in that. I just because I went to a psych ward and had a holiday and played ping pong for twenty eight days doesn't mean that I was cured. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I got out of out of the the ward and got all these messages from people. Tell it like, let us know if you need anything. You know, always here for you. Do you think I've heard from a single one of those people since then? Yeah, yeah. No. And the thing is, when you're in that state, you're like, I don't fucking know what I need. I, like, oh, I don't my know my what response I want. was a bullet. They're like, is there anything that you need? And I was like, a bullet. Yeah. Um. Oh, <laughs> hang on. My mum and dad have just. I'm just on a podcast, mum and dad. Do you need me to move the car? <laughs> oh gosh, I have to move the car. I'm sorry, Cass. My parents have just got back from their holiday. Sorry. Oh. Love it. Hang on. This is this is um this is this is real mum. This is real life. (laughs) Stay at your parents' house for a week. Okay. All right. We've got you back now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Parents, they've just come back from their holiday, and of course, they needed the driveway where I have my big van parked. So yeah. Apologies, everyone. Um, Oh, good. But yeah, I was just basically saying that um you know. When as a mum, like if you're getting offered help, the last thing that you want is like an empty promise, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like you were saying with your friend with the with the washing, like you went over, you were there, yeah. you just turned up. I had these messages, you know, from all these people, four hundred people, and I have not heard from a single one of them. Yeah, um, and that's and that's the thing. Like, especially at such a pivotal time when really, like, you really did need. Mm. help and and you know you would have definitely take them up on of it like fucking empty words it's the biggest thing empty words yeah um and especially like you know what to do when you know someone's got a newborn 
Like, honestly, don't fucking rock up with, like, more baby clothes and fucking baby toys and Yeah, don't like bring that. me mittens. No one wants yeah, them. Yeah, no one needs another fucking swaddle. No. Like, you know, turn up with bring like, food. Yeah, I was going to say, turn up with a, with a food service or turn up with a, with a lawn mowing service or, yeah. you know, some sort of service that, you know, as a new mom, new parents, whoever, that, you know, you, you don't have the time to do the normal things. Organise a freaking cleaner once a week. Yeah, yeah. Or just, yeah, go over and clean, you know. And, like, my cousin yeah. did something amazing Be for present. me when I was, um, when Franklin was born, she and my auntie, they actually put together a raffle um, through their businesses and they put together, and to get a raffle ticket in the raffle, mm. you had to donate a box of nappies. Oh, that's and good. So I had nappies for Franklin for like the first 12 months because wow. that was the um, reality. Like I was now a single mom. And like, they're expensive. Nappies are expensive. I know, you know. Mm. So it was just little things like that. And then even like other baby showers and times and events like that now my dogs are going off now <laughs> i swear the universe is like just get together in person and do this rather than trying to do it over the phone <laughs> well, that's all right we're here now but yeah. yeah there are so many key factors in it and i think the most important thing is one don't be afraid to ask for help mm. um two don't two, offer help if you can't deliver if you just yeah, if you're just saying it to be able to get your brownie points to say that you've done a good deed for the year, offering someone if they need anything to reach out, no, actually do something or don't bother even messaging at all because that's just an empty yeah. promise. A lot of the time they just fucking message because they want the goss. Yes, they, or they just want to know that they've done it. They've, they've ticked the box to say, yeah. I'm a good person. I've sent the message to say, just letting you know I'm thinking of you. If there's anything you need, please reach out. No. Yeah. No, no. don't even send it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, it's just like, nah. And and then as well, like, you're also not alone. If you are experiencing things um, that, you know, maybe possibly fall under postnatal depression um, or even just overwhelm, like, you don't have to be in the realm of, like, postnatal depression or everything to be able to go, I'm not fucking okay. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to not be okay. Yeah, we won't Um, won't label you and paint you with a brush of postnatal depression. It's just you know, you're being real. You're being real to yourself yeah. and real to the experience and, you know, do your emotions match up with the facts? Well, yeah, they do because this morning I spilt my whole thing of freaking breast milk all over the floor that I stayed up at 2 a.m. pumping that bad boy away. Like, yeah, yeah those emotions match that fact. Yes. Yep. Feel all of the emotions. <laughs> oh, fucking oath. I love a good cry. I love a good fucking cry. I don't cry that much. I used to be a big crier. That's one thing that I'm working on is um, actually able to fully feel and fully express because as soon as I start to to feel an emotion, I cut it off. So I'm Mm -hmm. getting better at actually being able to fully feel them because I was so numb for so long, Cass. Like people used to say, you know Mm -hmm. that saying, um, the lights are on but no one's home? Yeah. (laughs) The lights weren't even on for me. Like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't nothing. There wasn't even any electricity. <laughs> no, like nothing had been hooked up. Like I was just this uh, vacant. Yeah. I was just existing to exist and I just mm-hmm. promised myself after I came out, I was like, I don't want anyone to ever feel the way that I did and that's when I was like, right, let's start raising awareness and more funds. And when I say funds for postnatal depression, we used to give it to charities. 
Yep. And then Stevie and I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Stuff the charities. I don't know if it's going to their wages. I don't know if it's going to them buying pencils and pens and toilet paper. I don't know where that money's yeah. going. So yeah. what we now do is, you know, like the style um style out. Uh, Starlight Foundation, I think it's called for the kitty. Yeah, yeah. We yep. sort of want to be known in the Northern Rivers as like the the Mum Hub sort of Starlight Foundation. Not using their name, definitely nothing to do with copyright or anything like that. That's but it's just concept. a concept. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. the same concept. So let's just say that you were in the area, Cass, and you know, um, Glenn had passed. You're a new mum. People would be like, "Hey, hey, Renee and Stevie, like at Mum Hub, just letting you know this has happened." Is there anything yeah. that you guys can do to help out? And it's like, yep, no yeah. worries. We've got a, a, a bucket full of money. We can either mm-hmm. buy, um, you know, food. Um, we can order a, a cleaner. We can order like a lawn mowing service. Um, we yeah. can get together like a big pamper, like package of all the stuff that's really good for mum, all the stuff that's really good for mum that's like useful shit. Yeah. Um, we just had a family that have lost their little, um, little bubba not that long ago and we donated mm-hmm. $500 to them. Yeah. Um, so whenever anyone's in need, um, we want to be able to basically support them financially with whatever they need. But also we do mm-hmm. free mum meetups where we go to a coffee shop and we pay for everybody that, that attends, we pay for their coffee. Mm-hmm. It gets yeah, them out I of the house. That. It gets yeah. them talking to people. It gets them out of their four walls of security, which is actually a prison. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have to feel guilty for spending $4.50 on a coffee because that's that's a real thing. That's mum guilt. When your partner yeah. or whoever you've got is out there working and making money and you're spending it on coffee, you feel freaking guilty. You shouldn't, but you do. Um, yeah. So we pay for it out of the mum hub um, budget. Um, and that's sort of, yeah, that's sort of what we're trying to do because we don't want anyone to feel alone and not seen and not heard and not understood because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. horrible. It's Huge. a horrible feeling. Yeah. And the thing is as well is like, it's not just about being, having a newborn. You no, know what I mean? it's still having you know, like six it, nearly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like Franklin's six and I'm just like, there's still days. And I know for me, I've definitely got the added feeling of grief and and like disconnection because of Mm. his dad passing there's times that I look at him and I'm just like I can't be around you I can't look at you I can't hear you I can't just please don't touch me like yeah you know and that's so full-on and then that creates a whole other fucking spiral and to be honest there's a whole other 20 podcasts Mm. um (laughs) yeah but I think yeah that's that's um so many key factors and the biggest thing is you're not fucking alone Mm. and there are plenty of avenues to reach out for fucking help you'll have all of renee's links here um and also pop in some pop pop some things in the show notes for um different organizations like um panda and cope um yeah they yeah they are quite specific to to postnatal depression Mm -hmm. um as well if if anyone's interested and mum hub as well we i spoke to a lady on the phone the other day from california that reached out and she's like really struggling and Mm -hmm. you know so just because you're over the other side of the world it doesn't mean that you can't reach out instagram's a great thing Oh, and that's, yeah, exactly. Like I've got support like for my processing and what I'm going through and have been through. And I have support in people that I've met from Canada and, Mm. you know, like everyone um, has either experienced it or is experiencing it. Mm. And if they say that they haven't, they're fucking lying. Yeah. It's like when people (laughs) say that they don't masturbate, like you're a liar. Yeah. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) That's a lie. 
And then I, I also did the van thing. So I got to a point where I was like, something needs to change. Something mm-hmm. really needs to change. So I got divorced. I, um, and then COVID basically happened. So I basically had no work because working in the wedding industry, that just was non-existent. So I had no work. I had no husband. I had a child every second week. Um, and so I bought a, I had no house. So I bought a, a van. And I traveled around with little Fletcher and I, cause he was at daycare at the time. So it was a lot easier, um, with Fletcher in the van. And I met the most incredible people. I've had some mm. of the most incredible conversations and experiences in the van and people come up to me and they're like, I'd love to do what you do. And I'm like, you can. Yeah. Well, why don't you? And they're yeah. like, I, I can't, I've got a kid. I'm like, so do I. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we wouldn't be yeah. able to do it because I've got a job. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but like we we have a house. I'm like, so did I, but I sold it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but There's my, so many but my partner and I'm like, if you wanted to do it, you'd do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And doing yeah. that van was the best thing, the best yeah. thing I've ever done. And it's led me back to my husband. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I spent two years soul-searching experiencing, finding, coming back to me, coming back to Renee because I lost her. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, two years on, two and a half years on, here I am, like, about to start a whole new chapter of my life. Yeah. And that's, and I, the thing is as well is like, I think you're so powerful in it as well. You're not naive that this is the end. Like, no. you're not naive that this isn't going to, you know, just go away. Mm. Like, you know, there's no, there's no promise. There's no cure for life. No, <laughs> no. You just become wiser and more aware mm. and more in tune yeah. and you understand more, more about, yeah, more about yourself and, yeah, more mm. equipped. You get more tools. Um. I think it's called like growing up and maturing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's also a part of it. Yeah, mm. yeah, you know. But then I... there's like 60, 70 year olds, like my parents who are 70, that are so closed minded. So I don't think yeah. it's a maturity thing. I think it's, no. I'm very grateful that I've had quote unquote, people call it woo woo, whatever, but like my awakening because it was the best thing mm. that ever happened. Yeah. Oh, and here comes the bin truck. <laughs> <laughs> Now. we're done let's cut <laughs> let's cut this thing off we're done we're, we're done. done so again guys thank you for listening thank you renee for sharing um there'll be loads of links in the show notes um and social media is the best way to get in contact with us both um share your story um with us or share it with someone that's close to you just know that you're not fucking alone yeah um, and we and hear you are, we see you we, yeah yeah fucking go masturbate by then and, and don't lie don't be a liar don't, <laughs> don't lie to yourself <laughs> don't lie to yourself that's exactly right and you know what the craziest things come out of the craziest things mm, it does mm-hmm. it does yeah. All right, babe. Thank you so Thanks, much. Cass. I'm glad we did finally get it, but I will catch you again real soon. All right. See you, love. Okay. Bye. Bye.